You've created your business and now it's time to protect it. Whether it's your podcast, speaking engagements that you do virtually or live on in-person stages or the community that you've built, you want to make sure that what you've created is taken care of and well protected. This is where AWB contract templates come in. They're customizable, quick and easy to complete and cost a fraction of working with a lawyer one-on-one. They have tons of options available so you can choose the ideal one for your business needs. It's an instant download. You get a Word doc template, you fill in the blanks and in about 20 minutes, you're all done. Visit pauseontheplay.com forward slash contracts today to pick out your new business contracts. And when you check out, be sure to use the code play for 20% off your contract purchase. That's P-L-A-Y in all caps for 20% off. Protect your business with AWB contract templates. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Pause on the Play. As always, it is amazing to see you here where you are challenged to examine your beliefs, question your predisposed notions, and consider realities you may have been unfamiliar with in order to understand that they too are real. I am your host and conversation MC for the day, Erica Corday, here with my co-host, India Jackson, ready to get the dialogue going. So last week, we talked about some myths, and this week... I want to come back and talk about some mistakes. Indy and I have a lot to bring up around this. And just like we asked you last week, like I want to know if some of these things, you know, does this sound like something that you've heard before? Is this something that you're like, oh, what are these mistakes? I think I may have done this. And this is not for you to have shame around it. This is just to say, guess what? We've all had some of these things and we've all fallen into this place. And here we're trying to go into it so that we can have a place to kind of realize it doesn't have to happen this way. So we talked about the four mistakes that you didn't know you were making. Number one, selling to everybody. Anybody will buy. Number two, the more SKUs, the better. And SKUs are things that you're offering. So if you think about clothing, like how many different types of shirts or pants that you offer, um, especially when you don't know that anyone, anybody actually wants or needs it. Uh, number three, I need to be on all the platforms, i.e. LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, fill in the blank of Snapchat or whatever else is the thing, because you think that you need to be visible in all the places. But we talk about how that's not necessarily what visibility looks like and how it can actually undermine your efforts. And the last, pretty straightforward, quantity versus quality. These are things that we hear and see from our clients in our quarterly programs when we do our two-to-one coaching and consulting and pause on the play. So these are things that we have seen and we have heard and we are actually servicing our clients to work through these things and how they're showing up in their businesses and their brand. So this is our opportunity to give you this information so you can work on it for you. Are you ready to listen in? So India, the last time we were talking, um, we had a couple of myths that we felt like we needed to talk about because it's, it's ridiculous how 
business owners and entrepreneurs are given these things as like, oh, they're the truth and this is going to help you when this is really some of the stuff that's keeping people stuck and it's not helping you to move forward. It helps you to stay in a place of, you need my help. You need to live in the shadow of the six figures that you just haven't made yet. And you need Mm. to do this thing and all this other nonsense. And so I think we did a really good job of blowing through that bullshit and helping people to see where they can maybe put some of those bags down. The funny part is, I think for those that maybe haven't fully put those bags down, or maybe they did, but you still have to deal with what happened after the fact. What happens when you have mistakes that maybe came from some of these things and now you're trying to navigate that? What does that look like? Well, I think the funny thing about the mistakes is when you're making the mistake, you might not even know it's a mistake because you followed XYZ marketing plan or you saw this on YouTube or maybe like you just didn't have enough information. So you kind of, you know, you took that imperfect action and you made a mistake. Like, I think the crazy, the funny thing about mistakes is people don't always realize there are mistakes. So I think that'd be really cool to dive into what mistakes we see people making. What do you think? Yeah, I, I think that's a, that's a good thing to do. And I think that you're 100% right. When you're taking imperfect action, and let's be clear, that doesn't mean that that mistake is an undoing or it's just a terrible thing. The reality is, is you don't know what you don't know. And so even though you can say, yeah, that might've been a mistake, but now I've learned from it. I've seen how I can do it differently, how I can do it better for me and I can move forward. So I think I really want to start this by telling people that mistakes are not fatal. Mistakes are not, oh my gosh, this is it, game over, forget it. Um, You know, any of the things that we talked about with these myths uh, that we kind of blew holes in, you know, oh, I need to have 10,000 followers or, you know, my business is my baby. Like these things don't have to be the end all be all. They don't have to define you if you don't choose to be defined by them. So if you realize that this actually isn't helping you, it's not serving you and it might be keeping you stuck, you can say, I don't want to do this anymore and I want to do something differently. And you've recognized it and you've chosen to make a course correct for you because your course correct may not be someone else's and that's fine. But please don't think that mistake means anything negative or anything more than simply you made a decision and it was not the greatest thing. You can move forward. Agreed. So I think this is one that, you would (laughs) kind of go with really, you know, really well in answering it because um, you do a lot of work with brands. And a lot of these brands happen to be brands that have actual physical products, whether it's apparel brands that actually have clothes. And I think that whole skew, which the skew is just kind of the number of, oh, what does this item have that goes with it? Um, You understand this really well. And I think sometimes there's this, mistake that people can make when they go into business and think the more SKUs, the better. And you now have 8,000 things that you sell, but (laughs) you don't, you don't know why you did that. You don't, 
you just kind of assume that that was what you had to do because the more things, the more people will buy because they'll find something. And there's a whole bunch of pieces with that that I think have not been addressed. And I think that that's an awesome one for you to answer. So I think the underlying thought process behind the mistake that I think you're trying to go into is the the thought process, sell to everybody, anybody will buy, like the, well, and, and the, just the more SKUs, the better. Like you don't, maybe that's two. So the more SKUs, the better. But when you have a ton of different products and services you're selling, because it's not just product based businesses, I see it in service based businesses too. Um, if you're a new business, or if you've dived into a new area of your business, you haven't validated what you're selling to ensure that people even want to buy it. Um, do they need this thing? Like, okay, so maybe they want it, but do they need it? Or is it going to last them? Um, when I think about like tangible goods, like when I go to throw it in the dishwasher, is it going to fall apart? Like you haven't market tested this product. And so hmm, trying to protect the innocent, but I've seen businesses <laughs> Like you ain't even been in business for a year and you're designing something and you have struggled to sell the SKUs you already have. So you just keep making more SKUs. Skirt, let's figure out why the SKUs you already have aren't selling first mm -hmm. before we make more things. It's like throwing more money on the problem or throwing more offerings on the problem. Well, and that's where, to me, market testing is important. So if you're like, hmm, I wonder how this is going to work. And maybe you say, let me try this on a small amount of people to kind of see what happens. And then I can play it by ear based on the response on what I do versus I'm going to buy 10,000 of this because I'm going to sell through all of it. No. Find then out you're first. stuck with 10,000 pieces in like your basement. You can't even walk yes. from one into the other. Then and nobody you realize, wants it. like after trying to sell it in every possible and marking it down to one dollar, still nobody want to <laughs> buy it. Like, ouch. And and you're not listening to your audience. So you haven't found out what their needs are that you can actually meet. And what's the way that you can do that, that actually gets them the result that they want, but still works in the way that you happen to work. Because you're an apparel company, for example, and you're like, oh. I think I want to go into these bags, but you don't sell bags. You're just trying to add this on because you think that maybe this is the thing to do. Maybe, maybe you have need a special, you know, special edition and you partner with somebody else and you don't have to, to do all the things versus I'm gonna sell bags and I'm gonna have boxes of bags Never in my basement a bag before. So you're right. So you, you have know. people, you have people coming to you because of clothes, not the bags. You don't, you weren't told that they wanted that. You assumed that they wanted that. You didn't ask them. So I can actually use a really good example where this does work though. So it's a mistake when you haven't grounded it in a why. You haven't grounded it in research. You haven't worked with somebody like us to break down what is your customer journey and what do they need? You haven't actually talked and had conversation with your clients to find out what extra SKUs do they already have that they love that the something else you know 
would benefit them from to get to the next place. Um, but I have seen where more SKUs has been better. There's actually um, a couple of apparel brands that we work with where they have a ton of SKUs. However, they have really asked their audience left and right through social media, like to actually contribute their ideas for some of their SKUs. You know, so some of those are user generated SKUs. Some of them are paying attention to what's selling the most and offering a men's version of it. Um, I've also seen a client actually take a step back and say, um, we don't sell this thing, but we're noticing that our clients need something to put the thing that they're buying in because they have this thing and there's no container to put it in. So also recognizing where your SKUs don't always have to be something that you're selling. Like sometimes it could be a free value ad when you spend a certain dollar amount. This container to put the thing in was a free value ad when you spent over $75. And see what I hear is the fact that the mistake is assuming that selling more things to more people is the, is a blanket answer. If, you have done your research and you have your whys connected to your audience, what you're selling, why they need it, you know, why it's attracted to them, why it matters kind of thing, then that may be the answer. But you can't assume that that is the answer. And it's not always the answer for everyone. And even if it's the answer for you now, it may not be in a year. So giving yourself that space to decide when is this appropriate and when it's not is a big part of not assuming that making this mistake you know like yeah this is the thing to do because it 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 might it might be a mistake or it just might be a mistake this time you just might not be ready for it yeah i mean i think it's a mistake when you're doing it to keep busy when you're doing it to feel like you have more options but you haven't done the work with a consulting company or a coach to really unpack why you haven't talked to your clients you haven't market researched that's really the underlying problem of the more SKUs, the better mistake. You don't really know if anybody actually wants or needs your SKU. And that goes back to what you mentioned that I think is another mistake of selling to everybody because anybody will buy. And that is a mistake because everybody's not your client. And selling to everybody, talking to everybody, means you're talking to nobody. Yes. Um, I, what I see come up in that is, well, I, I want to, I mean, anybody, you know, anybody who makes this dollar, <laughs> oh gosh, the ideal client profile is so broken. Like we don't subscribe to that the way that I was it's gonna say, done. It's terrible. I don't like it. And I honestly, I am sure that I am breaking all kind of marketing rules. Please stop doing this. This is a, like, I, what type of magazine somebody reads that's not the thing that you you can maybe see some of their behavioral traits but that magazine what type of tv show do they watch? no uh, please stop so i'm a marketer and i still agree with you like that's some fuckery right there however i think what's even worse that i don't subscribe to and most people are like <gasps> is the age the gender like <laughs> Mm -hmm. geographic location like if you're not a brick and mortar and a local based business does where they live 
Is that really the thing? No. In my opinion, and, and this is where working with us on two to one comes in, is like, we like unpacking the psychology behind, like the thought press, the personality behind who you want to work with. Because that doesn't have an age, that doesn't have a sex, that doesn't have a gender. It might speak to certain types of people, but I feel like when you break down the kind of human, and they're a human, they're not a demographic, <laughs> Um, you can speak to that kind of human and attract all kinds of humans that identify with that. A great example, honestly, you know, is pause in the play. Like our listeners has changed recently. You know, we did sheet podcasts and attracted way bigger audience. Um, since then we've gotten way more downloads, but we knew that we were probably talking to, <laughs> dare I say white women, Mm-hmm. that's accurate it's accurate. I feel weird saying that out loud but we knew we were talking to white women however at she podcast live um we both got on stage erica twice me once um to give presentations and those audiences attracted all different races of women um and it was a women-centric event but there were also men there And since then, we've been blasting out stuff on social media and repurposing some of our podcasting. And so we are, while we're talking to white women for Pause in the Play, when you sell to a specific kind of person, which isn't really the fact that she's a white woman, but it's somebody who wants to be an ally. That's really our demographic. I want to be an ally. I want to make impact. That's not everybody. We wish it were everybody. (laughs) Well, not everybody cares about being an ally. Not everybody cares about social justice. Nobody cares about making a change in the world. We're talking to the people who do. We didn't, we got away from attaching that to a gender. We got away from attaching that to a race. And we've actually attracted a lot of black men. Um, we have more black male listeners in the last few months than we had when we started. And we're two black women. So that sounds kind of weird to know that they came on after we decided we were talking to white women <laughs> well but but i think i think in addressing the fact that you know imperfect action imperfect allyship these types of things don't they don't fall under just a this is for white women that are trying to be an ally to black women or black people that's i feel like is a common misconception when it comes to um a lot of that messaging around it because being an ally simply means that you want to be supportive of someone in receiving things that um, they may not readily have access to or may not be able to just kind of take advantage of on a regular basis, not take advantage in a bad way, but like they don't have it there as a regular thing. And you do, and you're saying, okay, I want this to look different. I want the things that are basic, normal, everyday, regular, take it as just, you know, this is a part of the the scenery things. And I want that to be something that is the case for you as well. And you're stepping in and saying, well, it's not. And so therefore I'm stepping in. And in saying that, that has nothing, race, age, size, skin tone, hair texture, sexual orientation. There's so many income level. There's a laundry list of things that go with that. And so allyship is not just a, oh, this is white people being allies to black people. 
No, allyship is you saying, I want to be supportive of you being able to receive what is going to feel like equality for you in the areas that you need. And so when I think of like selling to everybody and the subject of like anybody will buy this or the ideal client profile, which is trying to get you to niche down like so specific, there's so many things wrong with both. Number one, when you speak to everybody, you speak to nobody. Nobody can identify with what you're selling because you can't have an opinion about anything. If you feel left wing, you're going to piss off the right wing people. If you um, care about diversity, you're going to kiss off the racist people. Like, no, that doesn't work. Mm -hmm. You have to speak to somebody. But I also really, really value what you said that it's not about your demographic. Like you can speak to a personality. You can speak to people who care about something. And that will open you up, even though you're being now very specific. You're speaking to one kind of person when you say somebody who wants to be an ally, somebody who cares about social justice, somebody who cares about diversity, um, somebody who doesn't want to do sleazeball marketing. Okay, Mm -hmm. those are very specific people because there are plenty of people out there that unfortunately don't care about any of the above. They just want to make their money and roll out as a business or they're willing to turn a blind eye to social injustice. Um, But when you speak to that specific person, you now can attract multiple kinds of people that care about that thing. And they don't look like any one race. They don't look like any one gender. They don't look like any one age. They don't make any one kind of dollar amount in money. And so it also allows you to serve them well, and it allows you to diversify your offerings so that way you can have something that appeals to somebody who maybe only has $50 to spend or $100 to spend and then a higher value offer with somebody who's a little bit more high touch that can't afford to spend a little bit more with you because you didn't go after a dollar amount person you were being inclusive okay I'm on a soapbox I'm sorry Uh, no it's (laughs) the funny part is that's all accurate and it actually goes into the other mistake which is quantity versus quality if you're so concerned of talking to everybody we're doing all the things or i need to make all my things cheap or what insert statement here you've made it about quantity not quality you need to post seven times a day on instagram at least that was definitely a thing at one point you're oh, not God, necessarily yeah. putting out quality content that way. And when you do that, you're so focused on volume and how much, and that's your measure of like making this work. And so when you do that and you have somehow put quality to the side because, oh, I just need to make metrics. I need to do all the things. I need to, people need to see my face, blah, 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 amounts of time. Mm, no, no. It can get some money in the door when you're just getting started, but it can also dilute your brand. And I don't think it's sustainable long-term. Um, you hear so many people talk about scale. I need all the followers. I need to grow, grow, grow my business. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna need you to slow down because... And I've been there where I'm like, okay, like businesses are like a roller coaster. You got ups where it's busy and you're like, yes. And then you got the going down where your stomach's in your, in your, in your throat. You're like, oh, hold up. 
<laughs> well, and and I won't go into it, but I do think there's also a thing a thing as growing too fast. There is, and so that's where I feel like when you're on the high of like business is doing great, you have a, you have a capacity to where at a certain point, grow, grow, grow starts to run into quality control issues. Yep. So when you're going for this quantity, at what point do your reviews start to suffer? At what point do people's willingness to come back and purchase again or refer you to a friend because if we're going to be real most service-based business and product-based business these days in the small internet world is I told a friend about you because I liked it so much or I posted you to my stories or I went on LinkedIn and gave you a shout out and that's how somebody else heard about you like are you still getting those when you're so focused on growing and a big part of doing quality business doing quality allyship, you know, do, just showing up in a quality kind of way is nurturing people, is being of value, is being supportive. Can you fully hold space for 10,000 followers? Can you fully hold space to go to five networking events a week because you're just focused on growth? Like, and do you even have the team in the back end to handle all those emails, DMs? Like, I'm gonna need you to to hit the pause button, please. <laughs> and, and I think that's where some businesses sometimes can assume that pause means stop and it doesn't have to be. But I think that that pause can help you to maintain your brand um, and your reputation. So I have a brand that I've used for years. I've recommended them to I don't know how many people. They get a lot of my money because my hair here eats up some product. And they started to grow. And I think the benefit was, you know, of course, they're getting more attention. Um, they're getting more press and media. More people are buying the product. They're in more stores. They're getting this reputation for being a high quality product. And the benefit of it is, is that it was, it, it was very high quality. You know, the ingredients were great, things like that. But what Girl, you put me was, onto them, all natural ingredients, my mm -hmm. hair be smelling like all kinds of fruit. <laughs> and it's <laughs> you just actual eat stuff. my hair on up. Like, but yeah. it's not like, let me give you all this fake, you know, all these fillers and all this stuff that's not good for you. It, it like the quality of their products is freaking amazing. However, they hit a point where products were arriving damaged they were arriving very very slowly um the packaging wasn't consistent sometimes the consistency of the products wasn't consistent customer service not consistent or kind of didn't exist at all um and then it, it hit a point to where all of a sudden i'm like okay you're charging me for stuff that I didn't purchase. You know, your email stuff is completely different from where we started. There's just a number of things that are not like what brought me to this. And so it's very difficult to have that happen and then to find a way to recoup. Once you had this reputation and now, how do I come back? 
because I've, I've damaged it because I couldn't handle what was happening. So can I pause you on that for a second, just to give some insight? Um, this is what this looks like. I do not sell hair products. I do not have a salon, but I care about my hair being healthy and I'd rather not use chemical based stuff in it, uh, like as my everyday products in my hair. And so when I find something I like, I rant and rave about it. I tell all my friends about it. You're going to go buy all this stuff from Erica. Just give Erica your money and buy this brand. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, because, you know, I like the product, but I can say what this looks like when you are so focused on getting the quantity of sales and how the back end of your business, even if the product you sell is still great quality, everything else about your business is slowly taking a shit. Like I stopped referring people to buy this product. You have slowly stopped selling it. I don't even think you sell it anymore, right? Uh, Very, very little simply because it's not consistent. I don't always know what I'm going to get. And it's not helpful if I get somebody hooked on it and I can't get my hands on it for that was the biggest thing is like, I would, I remember a couple of times where I was getting low on product and I love it. I don't want to use anything else. Like this is how much I love this product and this brand, but I'm ordering a fall kit before thanks. I mean, before, um, I think it's before Halloween and mm-hmm. I don't have until Christmas. You mean to tell me I ran out of product and I have nothing in my hair. A black girl needs her hair products. <laughs> my hair cannot be dry in the winter. Has so when I experienced that, I'm like, I don't feel comfortable telling somebody else to buy this because they don't know when they're going to get what they paid for. And that's a problem. And that is where, honestly, this is a perfect example of that last mistake. The fact that like, I need to be visible on, you know, in all the places because this brand put themselves in a lot of different retailers. And what happened was they were in minimal retailers previously, and a lot of it was mail order. And I guess they found that being in the retailers gave them more visibility and it it probably did translate to more money. But that also put them in a place to where being able to fulfill that and to hold up with that volume. Now, those of us that have been ordering from you for years before any of these other stores even carried you, we're struggling on the back end because we get nothing. Or you get it and like it somehow got cracked and it's not usable now because it all Mm -hmm. dried out in the box. (laughs) Yes. So visible... People feel like they need to be visible in all the places. I'm going to call bullshit on that. That is a fucking mistake. You need to be visible in the right places. You would do so much better picking one place online and one place in person to show up, show up fully, go deep, have meaningful conversation, respond to people when they're talking to you. Don't leave them hanging in the comments. Don't leave them hanging in the corridor. When you come to the networking meeting, you're shaking hands, you're kissing babies, then you would trying to stretch yourself thin and be on 10 different social media platforms and going to 10 different networking events and joining this chamber of that, I ain't gonna call no businesses out, but this <laughs> networking group in person for that. And then you're not following up with anybody and you're there, but like, do I really know you? Do you because know you, if they have a dog or babies? Like if you've nope. missed out on that, then what was the point? 
Well, and you'll have people that'll feel like, we'll use social media as an example. I need to be on Facebook. I need to be on Instagram. I need to be on LinkedIn. I need to be on TikTok. I need to be on Snapchat. You cannot keep up with all these places well, unless you are a brand and you have a dedicated team that can be in all of these places, that can make sure that there's consistency in all of these places, and that it's actually going toward the bigger plan that you have for marketing this brand and advertising to get people to convert, what are you doing? Because all that is, is a mindset of, if I show up in more places, then that's better. No, it's not, if that's not where your client is. Mm, And it's kind of a mix between the two, but I'm gonna say that that mindset could also be like this mistake and the last mistake, but if I just meet more people, like that's a quantity issue, but that's also like a being in all the places, being on all the platforms, being completely visible thing, because sometimes it's not more people. Sometimes it's just going back to the people you already have mm-hmm. and actually nurturing them and giving them value. And I don't mean like sliding up in their games and being like, buy this shit. I mean like, hey, it's been a while. How's life? Like, have a fucking conversation, you know, when it's wanting to be an imperfect ally, wanting to support a cause, wanting to stand behind um, something that means to me, which is being eco-friendly, having conversations with people in that community and just being like, you know, what are some things that I could do to better support? Like that is going to go so much further than trying to be in all the places. And I feel like a lot of people, Um, I want to go back and say that if you're listening to this, like we're not trying to get on you and make you feel bad about the mistakes that you're making, because I know that anybody listening to this podcast is doing things from a place of wanting to create impact, doing things from a place of their heart being in the right place. So I think it's important to know what the mistakes are so you can see when you're making them because you're trying to get results. And I think if you're still here with us and you've stayed with us from the beginning, many of you are failing at getting the results that you want to get. And so acknowledging that these are mistakes may help you see why you're failing at getting the results that you want to make, may help you see where you might need to make some shifts, where some changes might need to happen to get the result that you're looking for. So I'm going to go back to one of my core values of conversation and how I believe that if you know, if no one's talking, nothing's going to get any better. And to me, that's kind of, I'm not always really big on blanket statements because I feel like there's always kind of a, well, but not in this case or not completely or not exactly. This is one that I do feel is pretty true. And I think that, again, going back to visible in all the places, you know, when you were talking about kind of having ethics and you know that your personal ethics, your brand ethics, whatever it may be, you're showing them in these places, but you're not having conversation to really make sure that they're aligned and showing up the way that you want to. You can put yourself in a place of causing more harm than good. So if you say that you're an ally for women of color and you come in and and you say something that's nothing but a stereotype, that's not gonna go well. If you come in and say, You know, I have a business that's based on this, and this is what I do in this space. Are you doing this? But you don't truly know what it means. Don't come in and say, hey, guess what? I recycle, and you over here with all your single use. Please don't. Please don't. Uh. 
Because when you do that, you are well-meaning, but you're putting yourself in a place that you have now appropriated an entire group of people who live this particular way and you haven't taken the time to find out what it really can mean for you, let alone what it really means for them. So you're missing a great opportunity to actually talk with them, find out what this looks like, and find out how you can actually be of support and service to them. And that goes back to what we talked about earlier with all the SKUs. You're doing something, but you don't know that somebody actually wants or needs that. It's an allyship thing. Don't assume. Have a conversation. Ask the questions and make sure that you're actually showing up in the way that you intend to. I agree 100%. Um, and I'll say that I know that we had been on a thing of where we give people like one action to take. Um, I would love to, and this is from my perspective, I would love to see you that if you've identified with these mistakes, if you are trying to be visible in all the places, if you are so focused on, I need to grow, 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 you know, if you are just adding on crazy amounts of SKUs, if you're selling to everybody, like, rather than give you one more thing to do, I'm actually going to say, give yourself permission. I am giving you permission to do one less thing to talk to one less person, to show up in one less place. And I don't mean go hide, you know, to take away some SKUs, hide them off your website, hide them off of your services if you're not a product-based business. Like take away one program that you feel like might not really be working. Put it on pause, pause on your plays. Instead, that will allow you to take the places that you are going to be visible in, to take the SKUs that you are going to continue to sell, to take the people who you are going to talk to and the places you are going to show up and online and do it better. Do less better. I couldn't have said that better. That's pretty damn awesome. I like that. <laughs> because honestly, as you were saying it, that was what was going through my mind. Literally, just start with one less thing. One less thing. So, yeah, I think that's a great thing to go do. And let us know how it goes. Very curious to know how that goes. Pop all up in our DMs with that. Yes. Oh, and by the way, like, we forgot to tell people, but we're lightly using it. But your girl started a Twitter account. We are at Paws are on the Play. Mm -hmm. So follow us on Twitter. We're having some pretty ratchet and sometimes funny conversation there. Um, <laughs> and we're also quoting the podcast. So in between episodes, if you miss anything, you can kind of just do some quick reading because we know you're checking it while you're at work. <laughs> of course you are. You can get your little fix. I got you, boo. But feel free to, if you don't use Instagram, because some of you guys don't use Instagram and you can't slide up at our DMs because you ain't on there, you can leave us a message or send us a tweet on Twitter and tell us how it went. What thing did you take off your plate? How did it feel to let it go? Yes, come on over and tweet us. Let us know. <laughs> we show up here having real conversations in order to normalize the challenging things and make them just another regular part of your normal exchanges. This is how we remove stigma, create real change, and connection. Cross lines, recreate boundaries, so we can all be supported and not separated. If you enjoyed this podcast, show us some love.
by subscribing, sharing with a friend, or leaving us a review. Reviews are the fuel to keep the podcast engine going. Let's get more people dropping the veil and challenging their thoughts, feelings, and actions. We love being here and creating the bridge for you to walk over to become the change that you want to see. So join us next time and keep the dialogue going. Bye. Ready to get clear on what matters? Let's do this. From implicit to explicit is a framework that helps you to get clear on what matters and how it informs the way you live and lead in your workplace. Whether it's focusing on the team building and connection that can happen when you talk about what matters to you as a person or how it informs the outcomes that you seek in your business, it can all completely change the game. Having clarity on what your values are and how this shapes the way your work creates the foundation for every action that you take and then sharing this information across your team explicitly. This is what creates confidence and integrity in what it is that you are creating and sharing with the world. Visit pauseontheplay.com forward slash explicit to learn more about this collaborative and interactive workshop and sign up today. Ready to lead through your values?